you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Welcome to NFL Total Access, the locker room. I'm Michael Robinson alongside Mike Garofolo. Jeezy, what's going down? Oh, we got a good interview today, Mike Rob. Uh, Ryan Shazier joins us um, talking about all things uh, regarding his NFL career, how his NFL career ended, and what he's done since then. He's got uh, a really, I don't want to say it's a great story, but an interesting story about when he realized after he suffered that spinal injury on the field in Cincinnati, when he realized his life had changed. It wasn't on the field. It wasn't in the locker room. It wasn't at the hospital that night. It was after that. Listen to it. It's very poignant. Yeah, and I also thought it was interesting how he spoke about his book being not just for an athlete, not just for, uh, you know, football players or, or people encountering adversity in sports. It's about anybody, any person encountering adversity. You're going to get something from this book. You guys take a listen. Ryan Shazier, welcome to the podcast, Big Dog. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here, and I, I appreciate y'all. Yeah, man. We're, oh, we're glad to have you now. We, we start every podcast with a locker room story. Not something that we say on TV. You know, that's usually, you know, G-rated, right? We, you know, yeah. we, we, we keep it straight for TV. On, the, on Total Access, the podcast, we peel back the layers a little bit, and we go a little bit deeper. So now it's your opportunity to bless us with your locker room story. So, so my locker room story is, so y'all remember how I used to always have my shirt off before warm-ups, yes. right? So, <laughs> yes. so one day, one day we was playing in Buffalo and it was like a blizzard outside. It was super cold. It was a, it was a blizzard outside, but I wasn't feeling well. I was, I was like real sick. I feel like I had the flu. I don't know, I don't know if I had a flu, but I had like a real bad cold. And back in the day, the Steelers, uh, if you play D-line, linebacker, and some DBs, but most D-line linebackers, you didn't wear sleeves. Like, nobody wears sleeves. The whole defense. Why? Why? What's the point of that? Because they're supposed to seem like you're tough, right? Yeah, you know why. <laughs> See, you oh, know, man. like, back in the day, like, yeah. toughness was totally different than toughness is now. You know what I'm saying? I got so, you. It, it, you know exactly what I mean. So, yeah, yeah. Toughness was totally different. So, I'm in a generation. I was in the middle of both generations where this, like, toughness is, you know, two different things. 
So I wasn't feeling well. So I'm basically, it was, it was, I promise you, it was like 15 degrees or less. And it was snowing <laughs> like crazy. So I wasn't feeling well. So I'm like, hey, yo, I'm going to let y'all know I'm about to wear sleeves today because I don't feel good. Right? I don't feel uh -huh. good. And then they told me, yo, we're going to find you per sleeve five bands. I'm like, per I'm sleeve? Not, I'm like, I mean, y'all not about to find me for wearing sleeves. And, and they was like, yes, we are. Yeah, they was like, yes, we are. And I'm like, no, y'all not. And then, like, James is like, you're not wearing sleeves. And I'm like, I'm, I promise y'all I'm wearing sleeves, right? And then they went to Coach T, and like, Coach T was like, nah, Ryan, you can't wear sleeves. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, the head coach agreed with him? <laughs> no, like, because, like, we, like, we joke around and stuff and everything. So, like, Coach T is like, nah, you're not wearing sleeves. And it was, like, a blizzard outside. I'm like, bro, I'm wearing sleeves. So then I was like, all right, if this is the case, if this is, if this is how y'all feel, I'm like, y'all don't really care about my health. I'm going to just go out here and warm up with nothing on. Like, if I get sick, it's on y'all, basically. It, it did. So I just warmed up with my shirt off. And then, like, people was like, man, Ryan Shazier's out here crazy. He's warming up with no shirt on. And, like, basically it was, like, 15 degrees. And then oh – uh, Wait, wait, time out, time out, time out. Was this the Miami game? You know, it was a week before Miami. But the Miami playoff game, which I covered, which was ungodly cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weren't you out with no shirt – that yeah. week as well? Yeah, I was out there that week too. So then after, I was just like, I seen it was on the media, and I was like, man, people are really like tripping about this, right? So then I was, so basically I was like, man, more people are like worried about me not wearing a shirt right now than actually like thinking about football. So it's just yeah. like, I was like, if you're thinking about me not wearing a shirt, you're not thinking about football. So I have a competitive <laughs> advantage over you right now. So I was like, that's kind of my mindset. I was like, you're thinking about, man, it's cold out here. I'm wearing, the, you know, you, you know, they got the big hoodies that the uh -huh. NFL gives you. So they had the big hoodies. They wearing the turf shoes. You can't wear turf shoes in Pittsburgh. Like, we got guys. <laughs> People wearing turf shoes. So I'm already thinking, like, yo, you think it's way too cold to be playing out here right now. So if you think that way, I already know that I got you beat because you're out here running. Like, man, it's way too cold. And I'm out here running like I'm on the beach. Like, Ooh, you know, they're like, yo, yeah. like, this, this guy's crazy. So, like, that psychological warfare, baby. Yeah. Yes. I stepped, I, I think I, I gave away the punchline to the story. I'm sorry, but I was just thinking about this <laughs> because I remember covering that game and we start, because it was a Sunday game. We were doing hits the day before on Saturday. So, we were freezing all day Saturday, yeah. all morning Sunday. Okay. From the time it was, I guess, 7 a.m. So, we're, I mean, it's ungodly cold. Yeah, and so the whole cold. time, I'm thinking, as soon as my hit's done, I'm going back inside to get warm. <laughs> And I'm like, how are these players going to do it? And one of the first guys out there is Ryan Chazier, no shirt. And I'm like, this guy has got a couple screws loose. But yeah, you know so what? You see? You see? You, so the, yeah. think, right, about, right. think about the dudes in Miami. Like, they just pulled up off the airplane. It's 80 degrees. They pull up into Pittsburgh. It's negative 15. And it was like, bro, like, first of all, they already like, man, I don't want to play. Like, it's way too cold out here. <laughs> yeah. Then they see somebody out here running with no shirt on. They're like, they were like, this guy – is way too serious right now. Like he's he's like he's beyond. Yeah, like he wants to play more than me right now. And you know what made it even colder for Miami? Antonio Brown taking a five yard pass, running for another fifty, like yes. a minute into the game, and it was over. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so, Baby, that's my locker room. So basically, the thing that's so funny about that whole story is like I did it a week before, and they kind of like got they actually like hit national news. Like it was kind of crazy. Like it like. Like it was on like I think Good Morning America or like or like, or like New York Times. Like it was super. Like it was we played in Buffalo, so it was super cold. And it was like yeah. man, right? Like, like it was like a little tabloid. It wasn't like a big story. And then like the next week, Green Bay did it, and or not Green Bay, New York did it, but they did in the playoffs versus Green Bay, and yeah. they lost. And then everybody was like talking about New York and and like Green, New York did it and stuff. And I was like, 
They got smoke when they did it, but it's all good. Look, <laughs> before we get into your book, I, I, I got to talk about this tight AFC North race, the one going on right now. It's still up for grabs with four games left. If the Steelers win out, regardless of any other games, there's a 99% chance your old squad gets into the playoffs, all right? What are the chances that what are you what are the chances that you think the Steelers run the table? Zero. Wow. You think it's zero. I'm, 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 I'm not saying I'm not saying like they're not gonna run the table, but I just feel like we're really inconsistent. Like, so like I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna give them a 75% chance to run the table yeah. because it's like we're we're very inconsistent, you know. So um I'll give them like a 25% chance. But I, I feel like they'll go, I, I feel like they can go like three and one though. I think like I'll, I'll go with that instead of going four and zero. Oh. Like right. four, like because if you really think about it, every team that we have left on the schedule, obviously they're not the greatest teams, but all of them have winning records. This, mm-hmm. The Chiefs right now are it's crazy. They're the number one team in the AFC. Or, or number, they're tied for number one seed. The, the Tennessee, obviously, Derrick Henry's not playing, but you know AJ Brown and, and Julio are starting to get healthy. So it's kind of like you don't know what you're gonna get from them. Cleveland. You, Literally, like you just, you literally don't know what you're gonna get from them. <laughs> and then, I, and then to be honest, I think we have the Ravens' number right now because the last three times we played the Ravens, we beat them. So, like, I think the rate, I think the Ravens is a game that we can definitely win. I think the Browns are a game we can definitely win. I think Tennessee's a game that's up in the air. As long as we can like stop the run, if we've been stopping the run, we win. If we don't stop the run, we it's like over. Um, so, and then I think the rate, and then I think the, the Kansas City game, like, I. It sounds crazy, but like when people passing the ball, like our DBs aren't what we're known for. But when people pass the ball, it give us better a better chance. I feel, and mm-hmm. it allows TJ to make more plays. And so I think that Kansas City is a game that we can win. But out of those three games, I think that would be the one we lose, and we would win the other three. Hmm. So like, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying zero like over oh, bad. I'm saying like yeah, five percent. You know, so. what has to happen for you guys to play better? You talk about that that consistency, right? Playing better. What has to happen offensively? Like, what has to happen defensively? Like, is it the quarterback play? Is it not running the ball enough? Is I mean, like, what so, is it? Because when you look at the numbers, it ain't they're not all the way bad. You know. What so I'm like, I, I was talking. I went to like a, a book signing the other day, and he was like, Ryan, like, man, it doesn't make any sense. It's like the Steelers don't play well, but if you tell them it's fourth quarter, they play amazing. It's, it's, yeah. They're, they're just like, man, just tell, just tell Hans Field, just make every quarter say fourth. You know what I'm saying? Like, make, them, make every quarter say fourth quarter. Um, but honestly, I think I think we do a really good job. If like if we, if, if, When the games are close, I feel like that's when we do well. You know, when, when the games are like, oh, we have to, like, it's a, you know, it's a, a you know, you score, I score. You score, I score. Like, I don't, that's, we're not built for that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and the thing is, like, we can do it, but I don't think our team is built for that. Like, obviously, like, everybody's like, Ben is washed. But if you really kind of look at Ben that last, last quarter, quarter of the game, he looked like historic Ben. You know what I'm saying? He, he was making every throw, every yeah. pass was on the money. He looked at the part. And to me, is I think the, the biggest thing is, I don't feel like, that's an everyday all game type of thing because he's getting older. You know, it's, it's harder to be consistent. But I think the biggest thing for us is we have to be very consistent giving Najee the ball. I know he has the most touches in the NFL, but he got to continue to have the most touches in the NFL. Um, <laughs> and then I think on the defensive side of the ball, we need to stop the run. Like when we stop the run, our team is solid. Like, like and, and we're not like, we're not no world beaters. We're not like, I'm not, we're not Rams or like, you know, Green Bay Packers or anything like that. But I feel like if we stop the run, it allows us to stay competitive in the games because now we're forcing you to throw. 
And if TJ and Alex know you're throwing the ball, Cam know you're throwing the ball, it's we so get bad. after the quarterback better than almost anybody. Mm-hmm. But when we but when y'all can run the ball like Dalvin Cook, now you know everybody's like, man, Pittsburgh, they, they don't know what they're doing. They start calling for people jobs and all type of stuff. Like, you know. Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Ryan, uh, switching to um, what you're here to talk about, what we'd like to talk to you about, uh, your book, Walking Miracle, How Faith, Positive Thinking, and Passion for Football Brought Me Back from Paralysis and Helped Me Find Purpose. Um, talks about a lot of things, but you know, particularly that night, December 4th, uh, 2017, um, you, know, you, you, you go down there, you, you, you'd gotten off to such a great start in your career. Uh, you, that hit on the field, though, you go down. And look, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, we see a lot of guys go down and you're watching the game and there's no movement and, and you get nervous. But, you know, how many times by the time the guy's coming off the field, he's giving the thumbs up. The team's reporting within a couple of minutes after that. He's got movement in extremities, all these things. So to see you go down, it's like, oh, it's scary. But, you know, he should be OK. What, what did you think? when it first happened and and when did you realize look my, my life has has changed here so it's kind of like the situation like you just said when i first got injured i was always i was thinking like you know guys they get through this this is gonna be this is kind of like a stinger in my back i was basically like hey man i, I numb you know normally if you get this thing in your shoulder it goes numb for a little bit but you get it back i was like this is my back you know it might have went numb for a little bit then i'm gonna just get my get my feeling but that was kind of my mental thought and I'm a real positive person so like even when the doctors are like hey Ryan you're pretty like you're pretty hurt I told myself nah I'm gonna get better I'm gonna be all right I'm like this is not as bad as y'all thought 
Um, so the whole time I was dealing with the injury, when I was on the floor, I mean, when I was in Cincinnati Stadium, I was never saying like, oh man, I might never walk again. Oh man, like I'm paralyzed. Mm -hmm. It was more like, oh man, like, all right, like I'm gonna get better. Like, I just need to know how soon. Like, you know, like it was right. more of, it was more of, it's not gonna, it's not gonna take as long as it did. And then it was probably like a week and a half after when I really realized it's like, hey, Ryan, like this is actually way more serious than you think it is. This is, and I knew it was serious, but it was, this is a lot worse than I, I truly imagined. <clears throat> I thought I was going to be able to, like to recover a lot faster. I thought mm -hmm. I was going to be able to, you know, uh, play football. You know, I even asked my doctor, I was like, man, do you think I'll be back like by, by like January? And my doctor looked at oh, me wow. like, I don't know. You know, like I was a very, cause I was, I'm a very like optimistic person. Like, I'm very like, I'm thinking mm -hmm. for it. Sometimes it's almost like I'm too optimistic. I'm, I'm thinking like, like I'm almost unrealistic about it sometimes, you know? And, and then uh, it was, talk about it in the book and it was about like a week and a half later I got sick and when I got sick I ended up like I had to throw up and when I threw up I was in the bed and it's in the book I was in the bed and the bed has like the bed rails in the hospital and the, the throw up hit the bed rail and hit me back in my face uh -huh. and when it hit me when it hit me back in my face it made me think like hey man like Ryan like you're not okay you know because like I wasn't even able to move myself out of the way you know and it was kind of like oh, all right yeah, this situation is a lot worse than I thought it was. Yeah, Ryan, I, I can't imagine, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the road that you had to go through getting back um, to walking again and all of those things. I actually had an experience like that in 2004 at Camp Randall Stadium in Wisconsin, man, got knocked out by Erasmus James, man. My body didn't wake up until I was at the hospital uh, in the CAT scan. That's when my body actually woke up. And, you know, you, you have so many thoughts while you're laying on the field. You don't know if you're going to walk again. You don't know if you got to, you know, yeah. switch jobs. You know, is yeah. football the yeah. thing for me? I was thinking all of those things, man. But the next year or, or the next year's draft, 2018 draft, when I saw you walk out there, man, I mean, I got emotional because I know what I've been through, what I, what I went through. What was it like? Like, describe that moment when you were able to walk out um, in front of the, the, the public eye again Everybody knew your injury, knew the history, knew what was going on, but yet you you defied the odds and you were walking again. To me, it was a, a really big moment. And the reason I say that is because uh, I know it was a lot of people praying for me or a lot of people wishing me well, but it was also kind of like just showing people, hey, no matter what you go through, like God is a big God, but you can, you can, yeah. you can overcome anything. Um, with just, you know, a positive mindset, trusting God and just working hard. Like my favorite, one of my favorite verses is, I can do all things through God who strengthen me, but I also like uh, faith without works is dead, you know? Yeah. And people might like, what does that mean? But like, you can have all the faith in the world. Like you can, like I tell my brother this, you can have all the faith in the world, or, like, but if, if you want a job, but you, if you don't apply for a job, you ain't gonna get no job, you know? And it's the same thing with my injuries. Like I want to get better, but if I'm not gonna apply myself to get better, I'm not gonna get better. And I think it was kind of one, one thing that I kind of showed people like, hey, you know, doctors, they do everything they can to help you get better, but they're not, they don't know everything. They're not always right. You know, God is big. And, you know, that's kind of one thing that I was, I was glad to be able to talk about and show and, and just to be able to be, get on my feet and just, that was kind of an accomplishment for me, accomplishment for me. It was a goal for me. And I had like long-term goals and that was one of the short-term goals that I had. And, and I was, I was truly happy to be able to do that. You talked about the book uh, written with Larry Platt. Um, what made you want to write the book? Um, why did, you know, now feel like the right time for you? 
Um, what was it that, cause you, I mean, how hard was it too? Cause you had to yeah. go like the, the story you just told us about, you know, uh, getting sick in the bed. And I mean, this, these are new things that were close and personal to you. Yeah. What made you want to share it with people? So I'm going to be honest, going into the NFL, I promise you, I never thought I was going to write a book. <laughs> I never thought I was going to write a book. <laughs> and when uh, I was going through my injury, I started to notice how many people were like struggling. And I started my foundation as well because of this, and I talk about it in the book. But I, I was struggling, and I just, and I see how many people were struggling, how many people was dealing with adversity. And I just was like, man, I think it's important to be able to explain what I went through and show people like, hey, you can overcome any situation. But then also it was kind of like, I wanted to tell my own story because in the media, you could tell somebody something and you know it, get, it can be taken so many different ways. And I thought it was very important for me to tell my own story about how I overcame this struggle and how my positive mindset, how God helped me, lift me through this and how I worked my tail off to get here. But then also how before uh, I even got injured, I had dealt with a lot of adversity and that adversity I feel kind of prepared me for this moment. But the, the book, writing a book isn't easy. It, it took us about two and a half years. And oh, wow. I actually started before COVID. And then COVID kind of slowed it down. But I actually think right now is the perfect timing because of COVID. Because my book, you know, a lot of football fans are going to like my book. But I think it's actually tailored for just pretty much anybody dealing with diversity, anybody dealing with any tough circumstance. Because it just talks about, like I said, just overcoming any situation. And, and using the, the, your past situations to help you thrive through it. And I, I, that's why, you know, the timing might have been longer than I wanted to, but it ended up coming out exactly when I needed it to. Man, it was perfect, man. Now, I, I'm going to switch gears just a tad bit right here. Um, now, we both Big Ten guys. You know, I know you're not going to say the we are Penn State thing, but I'm going to say it. We are Penn State, Penn State greatest institution on the face of the planet, but I'm not going to go there. You went to Ohio State. Yeah, that, it's all good. Yeah, it's all yeah good. Y'all, are, y'all are Penn State. We are the – Ohio oh, oh, because you put an art because you put a piece of language before you. I mean, look, I ain't going. Nah, we actually had that on my degree. It's a V. Y'all just say Penn State. It's a V. That means that we are the number one, like the best school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, according to Ohio State people. But it's all good. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Right? Look, look, I, I know that loss to that team up north kind of pissed you off uh, uh, this year. You know what I'm saying? It but pissed keep you it off real. too. Well, it did a little because we weren't in it. You know what I'm saying? We, we're not in, in, in involved in the Big Ten championship. So, yeah, I was a little upset about it, okay? I was a little upset about it. But, look, check this out. Who are you going to be rooting for? Will you be rooting for Michigan as they take on Georgia? Um, so in the I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. This is what I think is going to happen. I think okay. Michigan is going to win the national championship. I don't want them to. I think they're going to win it. And then, But I'm actually rooting for Cincinnati in this in this whole thing. What, what's up with Cincy? Why are you rooting for Cincy? So, so – the coach that recruited me to go to Ohio State, he's the main reason I went to Ohio State. He's the head coach of Cincinnati. Oh, okay. All right, okay. You got your homies out there, man. That's doing so. That's why you Yeah, he was my linebacker man. coach, my decent defensive coordinator, Luke Fickle. He's probably one of the greatest coaches. Like, Coach Tomlin is one of my, like, my favorite coaches. But when I say, like, greatest coaches, when it comes to, like, just personal development, like, teaching me a position, like, understanding me as a person, like all like going like really detailed like coach coach Butler is the same way but like I feel like out of all my coaches I feel like him and coach Vrabel like personally I probably had a, the closest relationship with so uh I feel that I, 
I only want to wish him success. You know, coaches, other other schools wanted to pull him away. Yeah, and and, and, and NFL teams, by the way, yes, they, did. they want they want to pull him away, <laughs> and then it shows you what type of commitment he has to those players in that team. Because at the end of the day, any other coach probably would have left Cincinnati to, to take a bigger job. And he said, like, hey, man, I'm going to start. I'm gonna be here from the beginning, and I'm going to be here to the end, you know, and I, and I respect that. So I'm going to – honestly, I think he's going to be upset in, in Alabama. I'm going to be honest. Nice. Uh, you mentioned your foundation a short while ago. Uh, the um, – let me get it right here. Hold on. The Ryan Shazier Fund for Spinal Rehabilitation. Uh, tell us about that fund, why you started, and what you hope it can uh, accomplish. Yeah, I know it's a, I know it's a mouthful. <laughs> no, it's all good. I just wanted to, you know, we, we got to no, get the foundation the reason, right. The reason I, I started, like I was saying, uh, when I was going through my rehab, sometimes I would be you know, in my wheelchair rolling by uh, hotel rooms or I'd be in rehab, and I started noticing that a lot of people would be in rehab with me, but I might be going every day. And some people wouldn't be in there every day. I might be there for, you know, a few weeks at a time, and some people would be leaving before me. And, you know, I'll be in my hotel room and I'll have, you know, Coach Tomlin and Miss Rooney and my teammates there come see me. But then I'll look in somebody else's room and they literally have nobody. And, I, and it really made me think about, and there's a lot of people here that, that are struggling right now that don't have the same support or the same resources that I was provided. And look where I'm at. So if these people were able to get these same, the same support and the same resources that I was provided, obviously I can't give them everything I got, but if I can give you as much as I, as I can, to help you overcome and be able to live independently again, because I know what it's like to be able to, you know, jump over humans and tackle everybody and be a Superman. But I know what it's like to also be sitting in the chair and having somebody push you around and knowing that other person doesn't want to push you around, mm -hmm. you know? So to me, I just think it's very important to be able to give back to those people and allow them the opportunity to try to get back to where they once were. And, I, and that's why I started the plan. And, and through your own, uh, you know, recovery and your communication with doctors and specialists, um, are, are you sensing that a lot of progress is being made as far as uh, how they can help people who have suffered similar injuries? Yeah. So uh, in the first 18 to 24 months, most people that are dealing with spinal cord injuries, they, they, they normally see their best recovery. So if the average person gets about 30 sessions of rehab. That's the same amount of sessions of rehab you would get if you break your thumb or something like that. So think about it. Breaking your thumb, you even when you break your thumb, you can still move it. Imagine giving your kids 30 chances to learn how to walk. Most people will still be out here crawling right now. You know, so that's so that's what I try to give more people opportunities because if you give somebody, you know, they might not be able to get 100, 200, 300 sessions, but if you give them an extra 30, some people have been able to start getting better. If you get them an extra 30, an extra 50, you know, that might that might allow somebody to be able to grow or be able to walk again or maybe be able just to, to see, hey, you know, I'm actually able to start getting movement. You know, in those 30 sessions, they might not get no movement. Now you're like, man, I have no more rehab. It, most people are going to give up. But I just want to give people hope to allow them to understand that you can still get through this. Yeah, man, that's dope, man. Well, Ryan, I, I can't thank you enough for stopping by. That'll do it for this week's episode of Total Access, The Locker Room. For more insight with The Locker Room point of view, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.